updated order for all of us to follow. <laughs> it's definitely on the quarantine playlist. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, what, what was our last podcast? Like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. How doesn't it seem like it was like a year ago? The things we talked about that we thought were so important three weeks ago. This didn't even I pop can up. barely even remember that they happened. It's crazy. Yeah. This this shit didn't even pop up. That's the funny part about it. Ain't even come. We, we ain't even talk about that on the podcast at all. We yeah. talked about Meg The Stallion versus Jay Prince and Carl Crawford for like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Now I can barely even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It all seems like a blur. Yeah. Oh, man. All we can do is think about <laughs> Quarantine has killed the dating game. Quarantine has killed everything, honestly. Now we're oh, the, man. We going to clubs on Instagram Live. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, the Instagram Live strip clubs. Yeah. Lies. Making freak videos on Instagram Live, too. It's Gucci. Wow. Gucci, yeah. I'm making Gucci, not Lies. Did, uh, did you go to Big Fendi shit? I go to who? Big Fendi. You heard about Big Fendi Live? Nah, who's that? Uh, he was like a... Uh, I want... I know he managed like Lil Kim at one point, all type of different people at one point, but um, yeah, I heard he had like bitches on camera getting naked. Oh, damn. They was having sex. They was doing all type of shit. Who was this? Uh, they end up, uh, his name Big Fendi. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, end up sh- they end up shutting his Instagram down. And then See, he, ended up, Instagram he ended up making up. another one and they shut that down too. Instagram got to lighten up on some of this stuff now, man. We in a pandemic. Hoes got to get paid too, dog. Okay? <laughs> There's no strip clubs open. We can't gather nowhere. Freak Nick ain't happening this year. Look, we, we got to make sure everybody gets paid. And Instagram can't be banning people during this time for just throwing a little ass or shaking a little ass or something, man. Y'all got to stop that. Mm. But yeah, anyway. The cop- if the cops aren't going to arrest and, you know, mandate the streets and the robberies and crime, then we can't Instagram police. They don't have to cool it. And so does the Twitter and Facebook police as well. They do have to cool it a little bit. Yeah, and that sure. is, is it true that they let a whole bunch of people out of jail too? Uh, I don't know about that. I, 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 I don't know what's really what's not anymore. I seen this would have been a great time to hit a lick about a week ago. <laughs> And <laughs> just yeah. get out. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I like how um I'm seeing all the news of the people that's currently in jail serving time saying they want to get out because of the coronavirus. Yes. Bill Cosby, Takashi 69, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Everybody trying to get out right now. <laughs> they ain't getting out though, man. They ain't let oh, Harvey Weinstein actually got it, which is crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. That's yeah. wild. That's one thing we didn't even talk about either. Him getting getting time. We never we didn't yeah. talk about that, did we? Damn, no, man, we, we missed a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> missed a whole lot. It, Sorry to everybody it, for. And that went right under the rug too. That's the funny part yeah. about it because of all of this. <laughs> no one. That yeah, was no on one the, talked that about. That was on it. the. That was on the back of a magazine. <laughs> no, actually, what happened the day that Harvey Weinstein got sentenced? I think was the day of Kobe's memorial. 
Was it? Yeah, because he got sentenced a while back. It wasn't just like last week. But I remember it got kind of swept under the rug because Kobe's memorial was that same day. So, mm, I yeah, I remember I text y'all. I'm like, damn, it's funny. Nobody talking about that now. Yeah. I forgot what, Nobody. yeah, that might have been it. But I'm like, everybody talking about something else. Yeah, people was talking about something else. I'm like, ain't nobody talking about him, you know, him, yeah. going, to j- going to prison. <laughs> as much as people were talking during this time, giving Oprah and Gail. Yeah, you know. I, ain't, I ain't see nobody say yes. We justice is served. <laughs> like nobody said nothing about it. <laughs> I swear I'm gonna get to introduce a podcast in a minute, but I gotta bring this up too. Uh, do y'all? I know y'all saw Oprah trip and fall on stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I didn't. you didn't see this. No, I didn't. Man, that was you gotta crazy. see it. Like she it was funny said, because I'm, she was I'm, talking I'm about stepping in the right direction or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she busted her ass, dog. It wasn't like no normal fall. She yeah. fell flat on her fucking face, man. It was wild. You got to—I oh. don't know how you miss that, Jasmine. You got to look it up. It's hilarious. Yeah, oh my she, gosh. yeah. She was she was pretty much doing like a little sermon or whatever, and mm-hmm. she 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 mentioned something like you know you got to step in the right direction, and then she just. <laughs> Oprah continued her 2020 vision tour with a stop in L. Yeah. Are you about to pull oh, it up? Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, yeah, she she busted her ass, man. It was hilarious. People people um mixed up the video with Kobe crossing her up and shit. It was funny <laughs> as hell, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. The things that happened a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Seemed like forever. Yeah, that so far in the past, man. <laughs> To, to yeah. think that Kobe's death was not even the weirdest thing that happened in 2020 by March is crazy, man. Yeah. It really is. So, of course, for everybody who's listening now, you can tell things sound a little bit different. And, of course, they do because we're on our phones. We're on a little conference call set up. This might have to be the new normal for now because, you know, we can't get in our studio. So we got to make do what we got. So apologies for the equality, but we're going to still give y'all the, the shit y'all love on this podcast. And we'll start off by a little temperature check, man. I want to know how y'all doing. And I don't fucking start since y'all always think I don't talk about myself. <laughs> yes. You know? So fuck it. I, I'll start off. I am about to say, you I'll... never talk about yourself. We, <laughs> me and Jazz will spend about 10 minutes each talking about our lives. Yeah. All right, let's get to the new music. <laughs> I'll start off, man, this week, since it's a new beginning, I'll start off with uh, how this, how I've been lately, man. Honestly, um, in my job, I can do it kind of remotely already. So my life hasn't changed a whole lot at first. Mm-hmm. But uh, certain things, of course, going to the grocery store is a pain in the ass now. Um, fucking the gym closing had me in a serious depression for about a week because man i lived at the gym i love going to the gym and that being closed really fuck with me i'm not gonna lie but i'm rebounding man i'm trying to put myself in a daily schedule you know i got a kettlebell trying to get my work in um my diet has gone out the fucking window i'll admit that much yeah i'm eating whatever man i ain't trying to look sexy for nobody no more summer is canceled ain't no summer Uh, bodies this year wait a minute summer's not canceled don't do that Summer, come on, it's not going to happen. Summer is canceled this year. I don't think nothing, nothing's going to take place, man. We're going to have this the NBA Finals in December. 
this would have been the perfect time to get ready for the summer, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't give up on yourself. Keep working at Look, I'll still stay up on it to an extent. But as far as, you know, we don't know how long this thing is going to last, man. So, like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to stay motivated. And, and what I'm more worried about now is a financial future. Um, if this lasts for months and months, you know, I'm very concerned about how I can maintain my current lifestyle. If I lose my damn job, my company goes under, but, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, got to stay positive, got to keep, you know, staying active and try to increase the portfolio. And that's what I'm focused on right now, man, just trying to stay positive because, you know, it's tough for everybody and it's tough as I think I have it now. You know, there's people who are actually really sick. You know, Scarface uh, announced this week that he got coronavirus. And his, yeah, Slim Thug did too. I was really worried about Scarface because his uh, immune system is already compromised. Yeah. So, I mean, this could have killed him, man. Mm -hmm. So, as bad as I think. temperature was like 104. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, that's scary. That's death right there. Yeah. Yeah. So, as as bad as I think I might have it sometimes, you know, there's people who are dealing with a lot worse. So, I try to keep that in mind and. Just trying to stay motivated, man. I'm almost going to be 33 next month and, you know, fucking just trying to get back to it. Just trying to keep my head above water. Your birthday is canceled. (laughs) No, it it definitely is, man. I was going to go to Lake Charles, but that ain't happening this year. Yeah. So, it is what it is. So, anyway, lady and gentlemen, uh, we'll start with you, Jasmine. How you been doing, girl? Uh, I've been good. I've been trying to embrace this time and just not... um, get sucked into all of the news because there's just so much out there and you don't know what's real and what's not depending on who you're listening to it at least and so i've just been maintaining trying to keep busy with um the the work that i have and then just trying to maintain on some goals make sure that i'm working you know trying to keep a schedule so when things do if they ever do get back to normal i'm not lazy and tired and complaining about having to physically go to work because you know I've been keeping keeping up keeping up at home so hopefully um things will get back to normal I just pray for you know those that have been severely affected that have lost their jobs and that um have lost loved ones or or that are sick and you know can't really do anything it's just so weird I feel like it feels like we're living in a movie like a legit movie and going to the grocery store is just like, depending on where you're at, people are practicing social distancing. Some people aren't, some people don't care. They're still in Most the people aren't, space honestly. Anyway. Yeah. Like depending on where you're going, I guess. Like I, I went to one HEB, um, the Myerland HEB. And that one was, um, the line was wrapped around the building though. However, letting people in, you know, a certain amount at a time, but then, you know, down the street at Kroger, um, it was just like a normal, normal grocery setting. Like it was just people in there, like normal shopping and bumping into people and just whatever. So it's just kind of weird. It's it's interesting to see how the world's going to be for the next, you know, so often. And then um, we have this going until the third here in Houston, right? At um, least. At least the third. And then I saw um, an article from Dallas News, I believe that they're going to the 29th of April. So mm. I know like a lot of schools have been closed in, indefinitely um, for the semester and 
um it's just interesting I don't know I don't know it's a weird time because ne- I've never lived you know we all a lot of us haven't lived through something like this before so we're all just watching it as it goes and people keep saying that this happens every election year but I don't know if it's because I'm at the age that I am now as to where I am experiencing it where it, you know like I'm living it in my adulthood and you know can understand what's going on but I don't remember this happening like when Obama was elected president I don't remember like things like this occurring but I could be wrong yeah you can say um there's always seems to be something like some global event or some kind of event going during election election year and that could be true but mm-hmm. nothing like this has ever happened in any of our lifetimes. Honestly, you'd have to go back to like, shoot, I don't even know when, before anybody who's alive was alive. Yeah. yeah. Something like this about, to happen. I keep hearing about the Spanish flu. Yeah. yeah. So, I, 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 I never even heard of it until now, until uh, recently. So I'm not sure how it was around that time. That was like in the 1910, around 1910, somewhere around there. Long ass time ago before they had internet. Yeah, but um, th- this time it's like I ne- this is probably one of the worst times ever because I mean I know we went through Hurricane Harvey we got through that all type of other st- storms and you know tragic events but literally everything is shut now and lot a lot of people is losing millions of dollars and there's nothing you can really. I don't know. There's nothing you can really do about it. And the worst part about it, I feel like nobody knows what it is. <laughs> so it's yeah. like a simple thing. It was, And it was a little irritating early, early on because people was just like, oh, yeah, just wash your dirty ass hands. That's all y'all do. Now we got to stop going to the club now because y'all ain't washing your hands. I'm like, nah, it's more than that. <laughs> it's more yeah. than washing hands because people haven't been washing hands for years. Yeah. <laughs> You got people that wash their hands, you know, constantly. You got people that don't. So why all of a sudden is, you know, this it caused this much outrage where the NBA is canceled and yeah. you know, a lot of businesses is um, canceled and all type of big events is canceled because ain't nobody washing their hands. Yeah. So I think it was a little more than just, you know, soap and water like that, but – I think the problem is we don't know what it is and can't stop it. So, you know, we talked about it a little earlier, how it came from China. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it just spread, you know, Italy, you know, remember Italy, Italy, you know, had it bad. And now I feel like the United States topped everybody now. So it's not, it's getting worse. <laughs> it's not getting better. So um, I think that's the scary part about it. Yeah, I think when people are faced with something they don't really understand, they try to whittle it down to something that sounds simple. And just because the CDC says they recommend we wash our hands to help fight this, people thought that was all it was. This this, this virus is airborne. Yes. You know, if somebody coughs, sneezes, it can stick to surfaces. It don't matter how many times you wash your hands. You can wash your hands every minute of the day and still catch it. Yeah. You know, it, it's way more than just washing hands. And, yeah, like you said, it, it doesn't seem like it's getting a whole lot better right now. Um, everything – and I think the catalyst really was when the NBA season got canceled. Yeah. I don't think anybody took it seriously until that happened. Yeah. Because I went to the store the day before that, and 
There was no limits on anything you can buy. No lines, everything fully stocked. The day after the NBA season got canceled, that's when all hell broke loose. Yeah. That's when everybody started panicking. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really what sparked this whole thing off. Yeah, and not even only that, like, I feel like once the NBA canceled, then everything trickled down. So every other sporting event just started canceling their events. Um, the NCAA started canceling their events. And then, we, you know, we all know about the rodeo. That was a big deal. I didn't think they was going to cancel the rodeo. But once they did that, I'm like, man, that's, you know, it's getting real now. And then, uh, remember, we talked about it before, how they canceled South by Southwest. Yeah. And we thought there was more of a thing because, you know, we <laughs> got the whole insurance thing. Uh, maybe they don't have insurance to cover if somebody gets sick and all that other stuff. I didn't really understand that, but I kind of went with it. And um, I heard that the rodeo had insurance where they could cover anyone who gets sick or something like that. So once they canceled, and they canceled early on too, because the rodeo was around for like a week. And um, once they canceled that, I'm like, man, and seeing how much money they lost or yeah. going to lose, I'm like, shit. So th- that got real. And then I think I want to say the NBA canceled after that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the day after, I think. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh shit. Like this shit, this shit real. So I, I thought it was gonna maybe last like a few weeks, but it just don't look like once NBA players start um coming up positive for it, I'm like, nah, man. I think that I think that was the red flag. I think that's what made them cancel it too, because I think they knew Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Tested positive. And once I think I think they was willing to do the whole playing games without fans. The player had it. it. It was no way for them to, you know, continue playing because them guys are playing against each other. They're sweating. They, you know, yeah. hugging. They being physical with each other and all that stuff. So, there's no way you can even play. <laughs> so, that was – that was scary, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you can think like if they actually played those games because people on the Celtics had it, people on the Nets had it. So yeah. every everybody gets together every day and plays games. It would have been widespread throughout the NBA, man. So oh, yeah. I understand why they did it. Yeah, like you, and at that point they had to test every team because, like I said, you know the Rockets played the Knicks one night, yeah. and then they and, and then the Knicks played Boston the other night. Yeah, and then, you know, it's I don't know. Everybody connected, so mm-hmm. like, like I said, like at the time, people ain't know it was airborne like that. So it ain't no telling who you got it from, where you got it from. Yeah, I mean, you ain't even have to touch anybody. You, it could have been a simple "what's up" and you know a cough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that that's how I know it got real. Okay. So how you been dealing with it, Figgy? I know I joked uh, last time we were in studio that you had coronavirus, but yeah. <laughs> I think you were a little scared that you actually might have had it. Yeah. So I, uh, how you I, been, man? Yeah, I've been pretty good, man. I actually, um, around the time when you joked joked about it, I ain't think I had it, man. I th- I, I legit thought I was sick. I went to urgent care, got checked out. They gave me some antibiotics. They didn't mention anything about corona. So, um, you know, I just played it cool, but um, I still had a strong cough. So uh, I ended up going to um, urgent care again, and um, they still didn't mention anything about coronavirus. And this second time I went, 
this was when people really started talking about it. A lot of stuff, I, th- I want to say the NBA might have been canceled then. I think that was, yeah, yeah, it was around, rodeo NBA was canceled. But people still really wasn't taking it serious like that. Like jobs was still going. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they ended up saying I had bronchitis. So I'm thinking like, okay, they, they still didn't mention it. You know, they say I could go back to work and everything. So um, by that time, I ended up talking to my boss. I told him, you know, everything. And he ended up keeping me out of work for like a few days. So um, once I came back to work, everything was cool. But that Thursday, a lot of people from work got sick. So it got so bad to the point we was running out of people to work. So um, that's when we ended up shutting everything down at the station. And um, I ended up trying. I ended up going back to the urgent care. I ended up calling this time, and uh, and spent over six hundred dollars, by the way, Damn. which was nuts. But um, yeah, so um, they pretty much. Um, I pretty much had to lie and say I had the fever a couple of days ago to try to at least get tested, and mm-hmm. they still wouldn't test me. So yeah, um, they said I had I- sixty-five and over, older, and have like health problems to even consider to get tested. I had a friend that um, has pre- had pretty much all of the symptoms, but because he hadn't traveled and wasn't over a certain age, they wouldn't give him the test. And I thought that was crazy because it's just like, if he has it, he could be spreading it around, but just because he doesn't qualify under these certain, you know, the certain criteria, y'all won't give him a test because of the, you know, the limitation, I guess the limit of tests that they have right now. Yeah, but it man, it was bullshit because it. yeah, it's bullshit because this was during the time where they didn't shut everything off. So if they say, "Oh yeah, you just got you just got bronchitis," you could go back to work. Like I could be going to work, spreading it around. Yeah, you no, know, just because you know you said I'm fine and I don't I don't have a fever or, or I'm not fatigued. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. It was just. I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable going back to work or even being around people. Yeah. So um, I ended up staying off. I ended up working from home. So now currently I'm working at home. We actually run in sports radio 610 on laptops. So, I, I mean, I'm in the room now. I got the whole setup. I got my microphone stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm blessed to be, you know, still working. Oh yeah. Still making money and stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. It's I don't know. I can't really complain about you know working at home and saying oh it's not the same and all this other stuff. But um, man, it's very unfortunate, man. And I really feel for the people who lost their jobs and you know not making money because these these bills not stopping. I I'm still getting emails about you know oh don't come in the office to pay the rent. Make sure you use our app to pay the rent. I got yeah. that too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So they don't. They do not care. Yeah, they don't give a damn what's going on. So yeah, um, yeah it's it's very unfortunate. Very unfortunate with the people that's been dying and getting sick and stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but I think people people really need to take it serious and stay they ass in the house. Yeah, uh, people are. Did y'all see? Well, I mean. Now we have restrictions for sure, like the stay-at-home bans that they have on everyone right now. But um, the people in Florida that were still partying at spring break, the videos that were going around, how they were just like, 
whatever. Uh, one of the guys did come out and apologize and said that he was sorry. He didn't understand the severity of it at the time. But, um, yeah, no, people just really need to stay at home and just, you know, actually listen and do what, what's being warned of them. So that way we can get those. The more we stay at home, the sooner we'll be back, able to go out again. Yeah, the, the the worst part about it is I think they had to make this ban official because people wouldn't stand at home. Yeah, and I still don't even think this is really keeping yeah. like from my outlook on it. There, when I'm going to the grocery store or wherever, um, you know, the amount of people that are on the roads, I just don't know where they're going. There are so many people on the roads right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a hot take about that Florida video, too, man, because everybody's shitting on those kids. Yeah. But number one, like y'all already said, at that time, really hardly anybody was taking this that seriously. Mm-hmm. And number two, like, if you a kid, it's your first spring break in college or whatever, you know damn well you probably wasn't going to let this stop you either. <laughs> you know, a lot of us did stupid shit, dumber shit than this when we were kids. You know, yeah. so I, I really am not surprised. Like, yeah, they should have known better. You, you can say that. But everybody was mm-hmm. shitting on those kids. Like, we didn't all have that kind of attitude when we were kids, too, thinking you're invincible and you don't care about the flu, basically. Yeah. So, how about, I how about people looking up flights trying to travel to. <laughs> Dog. Okay, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. lie. I, I did, did that too. I, I, did, too. Did, too. <laughs> I did too. I was definitely one of those people that was about to like book them up because mm. why not? I, man, I found the flight to Cleveland for like, uh, I want to say oh, a round trip for like $110. Damn. I'm like, I never, the, the cheapest I ever found was like maybe 300 Ooh. I found it for 110. I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to get this. Yeah. I was thinking about it too, man, but now they it's too late now because now if you fly in from anywhere, they put you under a 14-day quarantine. Oh, really? Oh, okay. states, yeah. So, like for example, Louisiana, I think if you go to Louisiana or fly from Louisiana to Texas, they put you under 14-day quarantine. Damn. So, oh. yeah, in certain places you you fucked if you try to fly there. So. Yeah. And and the too other- late. Yeah, and the other reason I didn't um, bite on that Cleveland fight flight is I did not want to get stuck there, man. Yeah, that's mm. why I'm scared to fly. Yeah, like, I, I don't think going there anywhere is a is that big of an issue. Like, I have, I know people that have flown places, but it's a matter of getting stuck. Now, you know, I know that they don't have, they can't leave now in yeah. places that they ended up going. I'll be damned if I get stuck in Cleveland, man. <laughs> and I'll stay here. I'm telling you, man, it's, I don't know, it's crazy, man. Hopefully things bounce back, like we said. Um, so what's, I mean, fuck it, so we're talking about the coronavirus anyway. What's the craziest shit you've seen in person from this virus? I, I haven't seen, I, like, I've seen the, the videos um, the wildest shit I've seen probably is people with legit masks on. I've seen people like damn near covered in head to toe like that, you know, Arab garb. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a woman and Arab, you have to cover all the way up. I've yeah. seen people looking like that, basically. Um, I haven't seen any fights over toilet paper yet. I'm, I was still waiting to see that. But what, <laughs> what what's the craziest shit y'all have seen in person um, after all this has gone down? Um, I would say that I've seen people still like standing on the toilet paper and paper towel aisles as if there's something's going to appear. 
I don't know <laughs> if they have some inside knowledge about like when it's going to be stocked that maybe I didn't know at the time, but I've seen that. Um, I've seen, thankfully, um, Ash and I had went to the grocery store at one point in time and then came out and they had shut the doors. And this was like midday, like this was like four o'clock. It had to be really early. And they had shut the doors and had a line formed outside of the HEB that we went in. So that was really interesting to see. Um, other than that, like, honestly, our experiences haven't been that bad. Like, they still have pretty much everything else. Like, the eggs is bad. I think it depends on what day you go. Like, today we went and they were pretty stocked on things that I hadn't seen in a while, like yogurt. Yogurt was one thing. I didn't look for the eggs, but um, they were, if they were stocked on yogurt, I imagine the eggs may have been stocked too today. Um, but it's just, it's interesting. And people, it's, it's interesting to see people not even practicing social distancing. I think that's the funniest thing. Like, it's funny to see people cough and then people, like other people. Oh like, yeah, that, that, that is a funny thing like, too. That is hilarious to see people sneeze and other people's reactions or like yes. them scurry away real fast to try to go somewhere else. Like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, st I still got a cough or whatever, but, um, the fr this was, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago when it first was starting to pick up and I went to the barber shop and my barber, he's like, yeah, man, you know, shit crazy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I ain't gonna lie, man. If if any customer got a call for feel sick, man, I'm not cutting their hair, man. I, uh -huh. I have to deny them, man. So the whole time I'm getting a haircut, I had a cough. I'm sitting there holding it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to kill yourself. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, be, I'll be damned if he kept me out this chair. Like, nah. <laughs> like, yeah. nah, man, I ain't had a haircut in, in a very long time. Like, I yeah. need this, bro. But I just remember sitting there holding it in, and I got to the car. I was coughing my ass off. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, but some of the craziest things, I ain't really see nothing too crazy, but I think it's a little weird how I see people just walking around with gloves. It's like, I mean, like I'm talking about recently. I was just in Walmart um, looking for something, and yeah. uh, just people walking around with gloves, not even with masks, but just gloves. I I see the glove thing because I guess if you're not washing, if you're not if if you're sneezing into your hands and stuff like that, and then not washing them afterwards and touching them, then. There's no telling what you're touching. The thing is, once you're using these gloves and grabbing all these items that could have possibly been touched by somebody with coronavirus, are you taking them home and wiping them down too? Like that, where do, where do you, what, how, like, what are, what's the extreme that we're going to here? Because the gloves only work for so long because eventually you have to touch the things that you touch the gloves with. Yeah. So you have to take the gloves off eventually. Yeah, that and on top of, I think the main thing, I think the main issue is people, people, we always touch our face no matter what. So the main thing is, you know, um, like now it seems like it's disgusting. I don't want to touch nothing, but, you know, you open the door and then you rub your, you rub your eye or, you you know, you rub your nose and stuff like that. Like we, mm -hmm. we can't really help that. So if you wearing gloves, you know, that kind of, you know, I guess it kind of prevent that a little bit but to me like now is it's kind of no point you just i think the best thing um to do is like not touch your face yeah use a hand sanitizer you know try not to touch doorknobs and stuff like that 
But it's, to me, it's just a little silly people, you know, just using gloves. And it's like, this shit is airborne, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they told you to you know, stay home or unless you go out, unless you need something, like grocery store or something like that, then you go out. But I don't know. It mm-hmm. just it seems like people just germaphobes now. It's like, your ass can still get it, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what is the gloves really doing at this point? <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because I feel like I was a germaphobe before all this. So now I feel like, you know, that Soldier Boy clip when he say, that's, he's doing my whole fucking flow. Bar. <laughs> I feel like everybody's stealing my flow, man. I feel like everybody who wasn't worried about germs all of a sudden wasn't <laughs> washing their hands. And I know y'all who wasn't washing y'all hands after you took a piss or whatever you was doing in the bathroom. Y'all all of a sudden, everybody washing their hands with soap. And I got to wait in line to wash my hands. When now I was the only one of y'all. I'm not saying y'all, but I, yeah. y'all people who yeah. didn't wash their hands know who they who, who they are. And now I gotta wait in line because you gotta sing the happy birthday song twice yeah. while you watching, man. I was doing that first. Yeah, man. I, man, I kid you not. Um, it it wasn't that long ago. I was getting some food or whatever, and went to the bathroom. When I tell you, I went to the bathroom. This guy was already washing his hands. I went to the bath. I washed my hands first. Went to the bathroom. Came back to wash my hands. We was like in competition, seeing who could last the longest. <laughs> oh my goodness! When I tell you this nigga was still washing his hands. Oh like, man. damn! I'm I'm already in like forty minutes, and this yeah. water by this time this water is steaming hot. Where I you know my hands can't sit under this water anymore. So I'm like, man, what the fuck is he trying to prove, man? <laughs> He's sitting there washing for a long ass time. It had to be like over a minute 30. Damn. So I'm like, man. His this knuckles is- ashy as hell, I bet. Yeah. I'm like, man, you start to see a little white meat going. But yeah, I'm like, man, <laughs> it's, that, it's that type of shit, man. It's just like, man, people being too extra now. Now he going to just open the doorknob and just yeah. fuck all that up. I'm upset I didn't stock up on hand sanitizer because I was using that a lot before, but I ran out right when this hit, and now I can't <laughs> find any anywhere. And by the way, a quick sidebar, I guess. I need an explanation on why people bought the things they bought that it became so hard to find at the grocery store during like this hand time. Sanitizer and hand, the not Lysol just, wipes and the Lysol I'm talking spray. like the toilet paper because I had a thought that uh, Houstonians only know how to prepare for a hurricane. Mm. That's the only disaster we know. So when anything happens, we prep like a hurricane coming. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the toilet paper. I don't understand buying the whole meat market. I don't understand buying milk and freezing it. I don't understand these things. Yeah. Do y'all have any idea on why this is happening? I don't. I actually, um, because we went shopping too, but we didn't go shopping like we about to be stuck in the house for um, 40 days and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. We just got what we usually get for the week and then, you know, just kept it moving like that. Like, unless unless these grocery stores about to shut down or something like that, like, I don't understand why people, you know, stocking up on everything like that. It, to me, it don't make, it make perfect sense if it's like a hurricane or some type of storm where, you know, it could potentially knock out a grocery store or something like that, but, or knock out power. And yes. Like that. But it's a normal day outside. 
<laughs> so I don't get I, and I, don't get me started on the toilet paper. I don't understand. Like the symptoms is not diarrhea, or that I know of. So yeah. I don't understand. I understand stocking up on the uh, hand sanitizer, going out all out for the Lysol stuff like that to be clean. But I don't get the toilet paper, man. I really don't. <laughs> I don't either, man. And the funny thing is that you can still find plenty of soap anywhere, <laughs> but toilet well, paper is now rare. <laughs> no, nah, like you mean like hand soap or what? Like. I'm any kind of soap. When I went to the grocery store last time I've been going, last times I've been going, I see plenty of hand soap. I see plenty of shower. Like I see soap, period. Oh, so, I yeah, just don't I, see any kind of hand sanitizer or toilet paper. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I think the just the exactly back to the media and how much information they've been spewing at us and us talking to our friends or receiving links from our family. And like I think people are just in a panic. They don't know what to do. Like, they're just, you know, rushing to get whatever because they don't know. They don't know what they're panicking for other than yeah. the fact that they're about to be inside. No one said anything about us not being able to go to the grocery store. Now, that would be a whole different story on, on you know, stocking up. But otherwise, I, I don't understand it. Don't make sense to me, man. <laughs> but I, I think it's just a follower thing where, one person sees one person doing something and then they do it too because now they're scared that, you know, you might know something I don't. Yeah. And so that's just, we're seeing a mass effect of that. And everybody is just kind of doing a copycat thing where they're stocking up on some shit, even though they don't need to, they're stocking up because they see everybody else stocking up. So yeah. they'll show you how know, man. people are, man. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on full display right now. Yeah. Um, any other takeaways? What else? Some crazy stuff that happened during this. Uh, celebrities mm -hmm. getting it, yeah. Celebrities announcing it like they have AIDS. <laughs> it's like I, I, I regret to tell you people, even though they're not even feeling sick when they announce it, half the time it feels like they make these dramatic announcements and people reacting like they're about to die. It's like, oh, my God, thoughts and prayers, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is probably one of the most healthiest people on the planet. Yeah. I think he's going to be okay. A lot of them weren't even showing symptoms anyways. Like, they, they, you know, they mentioned that they weren't. So that that's back to the statement of two of them not allowing people that don't have symptoms to be tested because they could equally be passing it around. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. Yeah. What's his name? Aegis Elber? Idris Elba, oh, yeah. yes. I ain't gonna lie, man. The, uh, <laughs> the video of him coughing on hot, that that hot one show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, like kept, a, that, kept that was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> that yeah, I, I know it's not funny, you know, to joke around about the coronavirus, but that actually made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Now I gotta play it. <laughs> what is it? The Idris Elba cop. I know you've seen this before. I'll I'll play it right now. Oh, okay. I know you've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
that, that video brought so many funny memes, man. It only made no sense. Some, it's somebody, so versatile. Said, somebody said uh, um, when a mosquito bite Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was one of the funniest ones, man. Yeah, that was hard to beat. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably the best one from that one. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of celebrities, what do y'all get? What do y'all think about uh, Cardi B? Uh, apparently, she's been going on live and it's kind of, you know, she's going to talk about whatever, however. But apparently, she said something that upset people. She thinks that some celebrities are getting paid to say they have the coronavirus. Do you guys think this is possible or do you think she's just ignorant? Um, I think that's an ignorant statement on her behalf because if that were true, why wouldn't there be more celebrities coming out? You know, saying that they ha- have it or what's what's determining the select few that do have it? Let, I, let, I, me, try to, I let just, me try to play what she actually said because I, I didn't hear the full context of it, but let me see. But then I've been seeing these basketball players say like, yeah, I have, I have, I have the coronavirus, but I don't got no symptoms. And it's like, so how the fuck am I supposed to know when I'm supposed to like, respect it for it. Y'all niggas is playing, y'all niggas is playing with me. Y'all niggas is playing with me. Y'all niggas is playing with me. Okay, I can't take no more of that. Yeah. But uh, when she talk and all this other stuff, now I just, I just cringe every time now. It, it's it's kind of funny how that went from like cute and endearing to just fucking annoying now, man. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but Cardi B just gets on my fucking nerves every time she talks now. Yeah. It's not I cute even, no more. I ain't even listen to it, man. The, um, from the beginning, I was just like, nah, I'm. I don't even want to hear what she got to say. I I did I did kind of think that uh, her talking about coronavirus was hilarious. Coronavirus, yeah. Coronavirus. <laughs> it get real. I thought that was funny, but yeah, yeah, her trying to spit facts and talk politics and all that shit, man. Uh, I, I'm cool on that. Yeah. But, however, that that statement though, her um, statement, I was actually thinking that in the back of my mind. <laughs> I was when uh, more celebrities start coming out announcing it. I'm like, damn. I, I was just in the back of my mind. I'm like, I wonder if because this around the time when they start testing the Lakers and they said like two people from the Lakers got it, but they didn't announce who I was thinking like, damn, if, if one of these players, LeBron James, and he come out and said he, he got it. Like I, 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 I was I'd be a little suspect. Yeah. I would think they, you know, I'm not saying they getting paid behind it, but I would think it was some type of agenda. Like I would be surprised if he really don't have it. And he just coming out being the spokesperson to be the, you know, the face of it as far as the NBA. Because, um, you know, you, I feel like it's more and more people that's coming up with it. So, like, in the NFL, you got Sean Payton, the um, the coach of the um, Mm -hmm. Saints, who got it. Yeah, Yeah. I I was kind of waiting on a baseball player, you know, uh, uh, Mike Trout, somebody, some type of superstar. So in the back of my mind, like I I know it's kind of ignorant, but in the back of my mind, I'm like I wonder if all of this is gonna happen. But I, I you know I wasn't bold enough to tweet that. I wasn't gonna say it out loud. Yeah. 
dog, no lie, the Houston Astros should just come out and say they all have it. (laughs) (laughs) But Jose Altuve need to come out and say he has a coronavirus, dog. I think that will backfire, man. I feel like a lot of people be like, oh, they deserve it. Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that would backfire, but yeah. Good point. Good point. That might be true, too. They they, they deserve exactly what they got. (laughs) I think they they just glad that the whole season got postponed and they're off the radar right now, so. Yeah, that bought them a little time. For real, Mm -hmm. for real. (laughs) I I think by the time baseball, if baseball comes back, Nobody's even gonna remember the actual cheating thing at this point, man. Like they'll bring it up, but it won't be nearly as bad as it was gonna be before yeah. all this shit kicked off. I I think the first game would be probably rough for them. It won't be as rough. Actually, the, I think the game was supposed to be what yesterday or Wednesday. Yeah, today. Yesterday. Well, yesterday, yeah. Opening yesterday day. was opening day. Yeah, so I don't think it would have been rough um, today or as today. But they first game, I, I think they're going here a little bit. But after, I, mean, I think after a while, man, people ain't gonna, people just gonna be happy baseball back. Yeah, yeah I think so too. They might be playing games with no fans too, man. So honestly, that might help really them too. They, that's wild. Look, man, that's really gonna make them the most hated team. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's another thing too. Like, I don't think we've really because this is kind of like a dead period for everything. I don't think we've really realized like how much this is going to change our life this year. You know, yeah. imagine the NBA comes back, but they can't have any players like WrestleMania is already going to be crazy, man, because they're still trying to have it, but they're going to have it in a fucking empty arena with nobody there. That's wild. And it's going to look so weird to watch, man. Same thing with like, let's, let's say this goes into like August, man, and football gets affected. Yeah. She's gonna get crazy, man. Yeah, I think that's when people are really gonna feel it. They're gonna really, you know, tear the streets up when it starts affecting football. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was uh, talking to Ash about. Like all these, um, t- you know, like the uh, March Madness tournament that was canceled, everything that was like all the sports, everything, are, are they gonna re- postpone? I mean, reschedule all of this? And is it all gonna overlap it within the seasons? Like, how is this gonna work out? Or that's just, actually a, you know, yeah. That's actually a good question too because some some of these places and venues are scamming people. Um, I'm talking mainly about like concerts that got postponed. Yeah. Um, they're 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 really canceled. But if you cancel something, you have to refund people. Mm. So they're being slick and saying, "Well, it's been postponed." The NBA is doing that too. They haven't canceled anything technically. They're saying. Yeah. It's been postponed. So you can't get a refund if you paid for NBA tickets or concert tickets and it's been postponed, even though it might be postponed until next year. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very – it's a shady game going on right now, man, honestly. Yeah. With, uh, they're, they're being slick about the postponed word. Yeah, the only thing is I think um, the NCAA, I don't see them coming back at all. Nah, that's that's over. It's been yeah, canceled. I think, yeah, March, yeah, I think that's canceled and over. I wonder how they're gonna do as far as like the players though. Like, do they, you know, do those players that had their last year, do they, you know, do they, they get a chance to go uh play again or they get that extra year? 
Yeah, they, they announced that they pretty much said that they're going to uh, extend eligibility for all the seniors this year so they can play another year. Um, but this affects everything. It's going to affect the draft. You know, players can't work out. You can't see things. Like, it's – people. And this is just sports we're talking about, too, which, of course, really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. But everything in our life that we thought, you know, we held for granted and thought it was just going to happen has been turned upside down because of this. Yeah. So, really crazy time we're living in, man. Honestly, it's – like I said – Kobe dying was not the weirdest thing to happen three months into the year. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So. yeah. Did y'all see the conspiracy? I ain't going to say conspiracy, but somebody made a comment saying if uh, if the coronavirus happened earlier this year, Kobe would still be here. Did you see that? I didn't see that. But no, how is that? Wait, what? If, if the coronavirus happened like in January – Kobe would still be alive because technically he probably wouldn't be able to fly or anything. Oh, so if his daughter's basketball game got canceled, he wouldn't have a reason to fly in a helicopter? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that, but you can say that about anything. I, I know, but somebody <laughs> threw that out there. I was just like, man, this is... Yeah, that's goofy. Yeah. that's That, that really makes no sense, but whatever. Yeah. People are... Yeah. Oh. That, that, yeah I, I've been seeing a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> crazy well, shit. What do y'all have to say about like all of the memes and stuff that y'all been seeing? All of the uh, TikToks and dance challenges and all that that people have been entertaining themselves with. Man, I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of tired of it, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Of I, and me and Jasmine, I, I, I can't remember if I told we told Rocket about this, but yeah, I was trying to. I, I wanted to do a a thriller or a thriller. Uh-huh. thing every week do it to the mop challenge yeah but that's before it got all hot and everybody started doing it but yeah. i definitely don't want to do anything like that anymore i feel like it's old i just scroll right past anybody who do it now like i, mm-hmm. I don't know i just i don't know i just don't care now I, I i feel like half of my followers on instagram is going on instagram live yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. And everybody in the house. <laughs> like, there's no point of going on people's lives. Like, y'all mm-hmm. ain't doing nothing. So, the only one I've been going on was uh, I went on Bootsy Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, but I missed all the the, uh, the uh, the titty party or whatever he had. Did y'all see how he said that not to ask him about Webby anymore? He don't yeah, like I did it. see that. Yeah, I was devastated. I that think hurt. they have been falling out for a little bit, but they, I mean, they will get back together, man. They, they cool like that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Goofy beef. But, but to that point though, I am getting tired of celebrity. Like that's, you can, I'm not going to say it's a good thing that came out of it, but I uh-huh. think people are getting more and more sick of celebrities right now. <laughs> but we're, we're uh-huh. really real. I think everybody is realizing how out of touch and silly and goofy all these celebrities are when they're trying to relate to us about uh, the coronavirus. And people are crying because they have to stay in their mansion all day and singing goofy-ass songs. And it's like, nobody wants to see that shit. Unless you're donating something to help people, don't post nothing on social media talking about a reaction of the coronavirus and how hard it is on you. Nobody cares. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear that. People can't pay their bills next month. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody want to see Ellen crying in her mansion. Nobody want to see yeah. Sam Smith crying in his mansion. Nobody <laughs> want to see Gal Gadot and all these celebrities singing John Lennon songs. Nobody wants to see any of that shit, man. <laughs> and that's my rant on celebrities for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well said, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I think people really live in their reality where it's like, how the hell am I going to um, pay this rent or pay these bills? And then you got the other people that's, you know, on Instagram Live crying because they bored. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I get, and to be fair, a lot of it's celebrities that are losing money too. Because, especially with the rappers, it's a lot of yeah. rappers that, you know, they eat off of doing shows. Like our mm-hmm. uh, Fat Tony, shout out to Fat Tony. Yeah. I mean, he eat off of making, you know, money from shows. So, um, you know, like I get it at some point, but some people, some people are fine. Yeah, they just complaining. They're not even complaining about damn. Like you know, it's gonna be rough for me eventually. They complain about being bored. Yeah. So I definitely do feel bad for the indie artists who make all their money off of touring. Like you said, Fat Tony. Everybody else who's gonna be at South by Southwest this year. You know, yeah. like th- this was their whole livelihood. Now it's in flux. I do, I do have sympathy for them. I don't have sympathy for anybody who is selling platinum records and has a mate and talks about how rich they are in all their songs. You know, if you ain't got nothing saved up, that's on you. I don't feel no sympathy for whatever you're going through, Mister Rapper. So. <laughs> So, so did you feel any type of sympathy with Meg when she was complaining, this before all of this, but when she was complaining about how she not really getting all her money and she got to spend all her money on studio time and all this other stuff and she only getting this much? <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. She said all that, but she's been flexing on Instagram and she went and flexed on uh, the Ebro show talking about how she still got plenty of money and flexing on how much money she got. So if you're going to file a lawsuit and say one thing and then go out in public and say another, I, don't, I just don't take you seriously. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be a victim, be a victim all the way. Don't try to stunt on us and post your chains and post your car and post everything you got. And then on the same token saying you getting robbed. Yeah, because this, this, this ain't a TLC situation. Exactly. TLC, TLC was literally getting robbed. Mm-hmm. Like you could, like I guess nobody really seen it at that time, but they was really riding around in the Pathfinder, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and they and they were selling way more records than Meg. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, like I said, it's hard to believe artists like that when all they do is brag about money and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully things return to normal. But um, fuck it, man. Let let let's try to return yeah, to quick, our how normal. Feel, how you feel man. about DJ D Nice? Yeah, I, I enjoyed I, it. I didn't see it. What okay. what exactly happened during it? He, I heard so, Stevie Wonder was there, and a bunch of crazy shit happened. He was pretty much DJing uh, on this Instagram live from home. Okay. So um, for some reason, a bunch of celebrities was just hopping in. So Michelle Obama, Oprah. They was all hopping in on his live. Yeah. Uh, So apparently he had been doing it for a while. Like, I don't know what caused everyone to hop on at that one time, but it was something that he had been doing. And then um, it was just a mix of, like, 
good music apparently and music for across the board for like any you know all ages and that he just kept the party going for hours at a time yeah. so that was really cool and how it was like one of the first live i would say concerts that that we saw on instagram happen i think it started the way for a lot of other people too that that maybe hadn't that weren't already doing it like DJ wise. I know a lot of DJs that are getting paid off of like Cash App and Venmo and stuff when they're on lives. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the thing is uh, with him DJing, it, it it didn't really feel like a concert, but it felt like we was at a club. Yeah, it felt you know how you go to a club and you got the DJ on the mic like yeah, hey, uh oh, we got Rick Ross in the building. We got Rick yeah. Ross right now. Oh, Meek Mill just walked in. <laughs> he was literally doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, so he was DJing. He was looking on the live. He's like, uh-oh, Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama back. And just he was just naming every celebrity that was going in there. So, okay. so it sounded like, just imagine being at a bar or a club and, and um, this DJ shouting out every celebrity you could think of. That's, that's how it was. And he got up to like, I want to say like 200,000 people on yeah. Like at one Damn. time, so uh, you had people like that. You had, you know, uh, Diddy. You had um, shit. Um, I forgot who else, but people like you had um, what's his name, Joe Biden. Biden. Mm-hmm. You had Bernie Sanders was on there. And I think, now at at this point, did you point, start to feel like it was like a setup? I th- I think I think at that point, I think um, I think as far as the politicians. Mm-hmm. I think they had to get on there or whoever run their, their account get on there just to kind of bring their name out to the front. Yeah. So it kind of made sense. As a politician, I'm sure they're, the people that was in their corner like, hey, jump on this live, everybody getting on there. So it could, I guess, so they could be on there because it was a bunch of politicians that was on there and actually commenting. But that's to me, that's still cool, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> What if Trump got on there? What people would I say? Wonder, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. He, I'm sure he probably would have said something. But <laughs> I, I think it was amazing because, like, I didn't even realize that was the old school D Nice, the the rapper from the '80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember D Nice? The uh, was uh, I don't know if I call it a one hit wonder. Was that his only song? My what name, song did he have? I, I'm forgetting what it was called now. My name is D Nice. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that 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 is him. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't. I just realized that now too. Yeah. Wow. Because after a while, because I, I kept hearing DJ D Nice, DJ D Nice. I'm like, dang, that sound familiar. So in the googling, I real and I realized that was the same. D, it wasn't DJ D Nice back then, but it was just D Nice. Damn, I didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's crazy. I didn't know he was a DJ now. I didn't. I didn't either. Wow. <laughs> so wow. yeah. So I th- I thought that that really made me. Um. I guess I ain't gonna say support it more, but that's what made me kind of salute him more because I'm like, damn, that's somebody from the '80s. This ain't no '90s or 2000s, you know, person, rapper or whatever. Yeah. It's somebody from the '80s from the made it more legit. Yeah. I think he was with Boogie Down Productions, if I ain't mistaken. So. Okay. Yeah, so somebody from that era, you know, popping like this. I'm like, man, that's dope. That is dope, man. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. I thought it was just another guy named D-Nice, but no, man. Me too. Yeah, I didn't even know he was that type of DJ. I guess he still be – I guess he been doing parties and stuff all that time. Oh, shit. 
You just ain't really know about it. And it's funny because I always do wonder what happened to like the old rappers, the one hit wonder rappers. Sometimes I wonder, like, did they, they did they just get regular jobs? You know, are they still in music? Are they producers? Or are they working at like H E B or something? Like I always wonder what happened to them. Yeah. So that's dope that he's actually still, he's still in the culture. Yeah, and he bigger he probably bigger than ever than he ever was, even with his song back in the day. Yeah. That's dope, man. I didn't realize that was him. That's cool. Yeah. I actually have to watch his future ones now. Yeah, they actually put his playlist up on title too. So um all the songs he played. It was a nice little playlist too. Okay. Definitely a playlist for the cookout. Of course it's on title because Jay-Z had to own it. Yeah. Hey, if they were smart, if they were smart enough, man, they would actually put his live stream on like uh revolt or something where people could actually watch it on TV. Yeah, I saw a lot of people that were streaming it. They had it streamed through their TV though, like they were just playing it and letting it play like, you know, like yeah. a playlist. Yeah, and sure. see, it's, it, it, it's hard to do that because you need, like, a certain hookup or you got to do, like, the whole Bluetooth thing or something like that. Yeah. But then again, it's like like me, I was listening to it most of the time, but I had to, like, stay on that live. I couldn't, like... Do anything else, yeah. Yeah, so I think if they are smart, they would put it on Revolt TV or some type of music station because they were, it, it wasn't no cussing in it. So... It, I think a lot of people will uh, sit there and, and leave it on that channel as he DJ. Uh, speaking of like, you know, like watching stuff though, Tidal has that concert series that they're doing um, that you can watch every day starting at noon, certain uh, 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 certain genre of music each day so far starting until Sunday. So tomorrow okay. is like Z, J. Cole, different people like that. And then Saturday will, I mean, um, Sunday, I believe, will be Beyonce and Rihanna. You know, that was pretty smart. Yeah. That's what Calvin off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know um, if those are like, uh, if they're like different performances that they already had before or if they're like newer performances that no one's ever seen before. I'm not sure. But either way, that's something to do too. That's why we're talking about streaming stuff on TV. Remember how everybody was mad at Jay-Z a few weeks ago? Oh, how the tables have turned now. Now everybody's going to title for these things. Now everybody's listening to his new album. Well, not his new album, but kind of his new album. (laughs) Tables have turned for Jigger. Very interesting. Yeah. It's always up and down with him. I think what it is (laughs) with him, because remember before, it was a lot of people that never really liked Jay-Z and always hated on Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Nas fans. Yeah, I think every time Jay-Z have a hiccup, that's when they come out the bushes like, see? Yep. See? Mm-hmm. And then whenever, you know, he do something right, then it's kind of quiet, so. Yep. <laughs> Very Nas, true. Nas fans and Dipset fans. <laughs> I think Cap will, yeah, they're all they, cool, Jay. Now. They, pieced, yeah. they pieced it up now, but yeah, Dipset fans and Nas fans did not like Jay-Z. I, I no, think it was man. more. Uh, I think it was more Dipset fans than Nas fans because Jay Z and Nas pieced it up uh, a minute ago. Yeah, Dipset and them was still beefing. Yeah, and, and then they, they all beefed against. Up. Well, they just pieced that, that up like last year. <laughs> the crazy thing too is, if you were a Dipset fan, you hated Jay Z and Nas. 
Yeah. <laughs> because they had beef with both of them. Yeah. And, yeah. and they went at Nas first. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're a Dipset fan, you hate Jay-Z and Nas. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but since we're talking about old Jigger, let's, let's go ahead and get into <laughs> – now, I want to call this new releases, but this all this happened like weeks ago. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so yeah. we're we going to recap some of the stuff we listened to. I know a lot of music came out um, this past few weeks. Um, I, truthfully, I haven't digested all of it just because, you know, our life has been thrown astray. I can't go to the gym and vibe out to no music no more. Yeah. But I'm going to try my best to catch up in the next few weeks to all the stuff that dropped. But we can start with what's probably the biggest release, um, the Jay Electronica and Slash Jay-Z Surprise. album. Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Surprise, kind of. And oh, to yeah. recap to recap who Jay Electronica actually is, because not everybody was cool up on him until recently. But Jay Electronica was a rapper who came out around 2009. Apparently, he had been in the industry before that. But oh, um, like DJ Envy. <laughs> for wait, those DJ guys, Envy. For yeah, for, oh yeah, for y'all who don't know, <laughs> tell us about your new album. Uh, but uh, J-, J Electronica was a uh, a rapper who came out around 2009. He came out with some songs produced by Just Blaze from New Orleans, by the way. From New Orleans, but he didn't rap like it. He rapped like a uh, a, a hotep from New York, as yeah. they would say. Uh, very, very strong Nation of Islam influences. And it's important to note at this time, people were going through the whole, the South killed hip hop, hip hop so dumb and dumbed down. So when Jay Electronica, Electronica came out with these songs, everybody thought that this man was going to save hip hop and bring it back to lyricism when he dropped his album. Now, 10 years later, or more than 10 years later, he's finally dropped his debut album. He never did drop it back in the day. Um, and we all kind of just thought that it would never come out because he teased it and teased it and teased it, but he never came out with it. He's been signed to Rock Nation for a while now. And apparently, Jace just sat him down and made him record it finally. <laughs> um, he did. He did tease before, uh, about a month ago, that he was dropping a collab album with Jay-Z. And me, personally, I didn't take it serious. I didn't either. I thought he was drunk tweeting again (laughs) because he said things like this before and it didn't come true. So I figured he was bullshitting, but it actually came out. Mm -hmm. And it is called A Written Testimony. Jay-Z is on pretty much every song. Surprisingly... And controversially, according to some, like Joe Budden and others. So what, what did y'all think about this album, this long-awaited debut from Jay Electronica featuring uh, Jay-Z? Well, I initially thought, you know, like the rest of the world, I'm sure, was surprised to hear that Jay-Z was on every single track. I think Figgy had put it in the group message yeah. and before I had started listening to it and yeah, well, that was a big surprise, which I appreciated. Um, the Rihanna sample on Funk, what's it called? Funk or Flex, Flex Flux, something. I can't remember. It's Flux a track. Capacitor. Flux yes. Capacitor, yeah. Yes, I love that they sampled Rihanna um, from her higher song, which is like 
somewhat of an interlude on her anti-album, which I wish was a longer uh, song. So that was one of my favorite, like, standout tracks on it. But um, I appreciate it. I thought it was cool for what it was. Uh, it was interesting just that Jay-Z was on his debut album, his whole entire debut album. Like, I think that that, I, if, I don't know. I don't, for an artist, I would have considered him wanting to uh, release a separate track as a debut album. I mean, a, a separate project as a debut album. And maybe this just be something in, you know, addition in addition to that. But um i didn't see anything wrong with that i thought it was a good you know an okay body of work the production was good great i loved every single song um as far as the production goes but you know jay-z had his hands on that so we know um who was that guru was there of course so yeah yeah all right all right sticky what were your thoughts man um i thought it was a solid album i, I will say this i was I was a little disappointed that Jay-Z was on every song. I felt like um, Jay Electronica was like the most anticipated artist that haven't dropped the album yet. Like even over um, even over uh, Andre 3000 for the simple fact that we did get albums from him because you know, he's part of Outkast and, and Love Below. But I felt like he was, I felt like Jay Electronica was the one artist that we was really waiting on. We wanted to see what he could do outside of the uh, few songs he did release. And um, I think, I feel like it was a bit of a cop out to have the, one of the best rappers of all time <laughs> on every song. <laughs> yeah. And um, like I said, I, I liked the production. I thought it was cool. I, I think it would have been better if it was just blaze throughout the whole project and he wasn't on none of these. So I don't know what happened there, mm. but um I, I did like them all. It was good to hear Jay-Z. It was good to hear Travis Scott. Oh, yeah. I, I did want to mention that I was surprised at him being a feature on there. Like, he was one of the few features on on the whole on the whole project. And I, I enjoyed that song, too. That was one of the standout tracks for me, obviously. Yeah. I, um, I, I enjoyed these songs, but I don't know. I, I, I really like Jay-Z songs. I mean, I, I like this versus, but I f- I ain't really getting nothing from Jay Electronica, man. I I thought I thought the lyrics was cool, but it wasn't. None of it was Exhibit C to me. Yeah. So I um I don't want to say I was disappointed. I think Jay Z might have saved it. <laughs> and honestly, I think I think if he dropped this project, if it was just uh, Electronica on this project with the same songs and all that stuff, I probably would have appreciated more. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I probably would have appreciated more because I did, I did like the sound of the album. So, um, but the simple fact that you had, you had one of the best rappers alive or the best rappers ever on the song and pretty much killing every track. And you got to follow behind that. And now, and this supposed to be your debut. I was, I was a little disappointed, but I, like I said, I think Jay-Z is the guy, Jay-Z is the reason I go back to it. So to me, I look, I look at this as more, more of a uh, Jay-Z type of project. And I'm really shocked that Jay-Z was all over this project like this. I thought it was going to be on maybe two songs, but for the simple fact that this was pretty much a collab album. Um, I don't know. If, uh, and him naming this 
much his debut. I don't know. I, I feel like that was a bit of a cop out. Um. Yeah. I, I. I kind of. Well, here's the thing. I went through several emotions when I heard this album, man. Um. My initial reaction was just shock and surprise that it actually even exists. So when I first heard it, it was hard for me to be disappointed because I wasn't really even expecting it. Yeah. You know, if I really believed that Jay-Z and Jay Electronic were making an album, my expectations would have been way higher probably. But I didn't even think it was going to actually happen. So I expected nothing. And when I heard it, it was like, wow, bonus Jay-Z versus plus Jay Electronica, you know, actual album. Yeah. So I liked it a lot when I first heard it. Then looking back, after seeing some of the criticism, some of it is justified, man, honestly. Uh, having Jay-Z on almost every song is a cheat code. Um, and I, it, it does bring into question how this album was even created. Um, I have some theories. Uh, I have a theory that, number one, Jay-Z basically drug Jay Electronica by the ear and said, look, man, you're making an album this month, and I don't care if I got to be on every track with you, you're going to finish it. Or maybe Jay Electronica said something like, man, the only way I'm going to drop an album is, is, is if you're on every track with me. Like thinking that Jay-Z wouldn't actually do it, and Jay-Z yeah. actually did it. Hmm. So I see this album as Jay-Z basically forcing Jay Electronica to finally make an album that we've all been waiting for. He's been signed to their label for how long now? You yeah. Know, he, he finally had to produce something. And Jay-Z was like, look, man, you're going to do this, and if I got to carry you through the whole thing, then so be it. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I was a little disappointed by how short a lot of the tracks were. Um, generally, it was just one Jay Electronica verse and one Jay-Z verse. And then like a minute of instrumental. Mm -hmm. It sounds good, but I wanted more lyricism. Um, and if you think about it, one song, I think it's like, what, 10 tracks long? Yeah. One song about. is an intro, and one song is Shiny Suit Theory that, that came out in like 2010. I yeah. thought so. I thought I was tripping. That I song is like tripping. 10 years old. Yeah, I thought I was and tripping and thought they, that they maybe something was different about it. it. That song is super old, man, and it is very disappointing that they put that on the album. And yeah. and I I would think it would it would be okay if they changed the verses and the lyrics, but use the beat. But they didn't even change the anything, man. They dropped a song, and it feels out of place because Jay Z ain't even rapping like that no more, man. Yeah, yeah. it feels out of place on the album. It's a very old song, and I thought it was kind of cheating the album length to put that song on the on the album. So I didn't like that. Um, but listening to it again with all those thoughts in my head and then just kind of, you know, with everything going on lately, I've been listening to it again. And, man, it, honestly, at the end of the day, it's still dope that an album like this can exist. Yeah. I also have a theory real quick that Jay-Z is using this album to get in good graces with black people again. Mm. Because yeah. this, this album is very, very 
radically pro-black. Um, yeah. Jay Electronica is a well, well-known Nation of Islam member. He yeah. shouts out Elijah Muhammad. He shouts out Louis Farrakhan, who's been banned from every social media platform for being anti-Semitic. And yeah. Jay-Z is on these songs with him saying, praise be to Allah and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very pro-black of Jay-Z. After getting all the criticism of being a sellout for the Roger Goodell meeting, having a picture with Roger Goodell shaking his hand, yeah. then Jay-Z puts this very, very militant pro-black album out with Jay Electronica to let black people know that he's still down with them. Yeah. Hmm. So I think it was very self-serving, very self-serving of Sean Carter to want to be a part of this album because he wants to reform his image into being more pro-black than what people think he is right now. And and that was probably the perfect person to do an album with because yeah. it would make no sense for him to do um, the Carters. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did that and a lot of people loved it, but we didn't relate to it. No. You know I mean, a lot of people not in love like them. A lot of people yeah. not rich like them. So a lot of people didn't relate to it. What, him doing the album with a guy that we've been waiting on the album for for years that, you know, I like you can't get no better than that. And and it was kind of like gritty rap too. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't polished and nothing like that. It was real gritty. So who don't want to hear that type of Jay-Z? Yeah. So, was is there any particular reason why um Jay Electronica had refused to record an album? Like why was he in the good graces of the people as far as us not getting any music from him? I have a theory about that as well. Um I think it really just comes down to his personality. Um from what I've heard, he takes a very long time to even make one song. Uh-huh. Apparently, he goes over and over about writing a verse. I think Just Blaze talked about waiting four weeks for four bars from him for oh, a song goodness. recently. Goodness. Yeah. And he, he takes a very long time. He kind of talked about it on the album a little bit. He says he yeah. was weighed down by the weight of his pen. You know, I think he he's very analytical about what he says. And therefore, he he, he can't make a song quickly. Yeah. I also kind of think he's a person who, and if this this is going to sound weird, but he likes to rap, but he doesn't like being a rapper. I can, I can see that. He likes to create rap songs. He doesn't like to be on a schedule where you have to actually make albums. I can see that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm kind of that way too. Like, I know I, I really don't consider myself a rapper now, but I'm kind of that way where I like to rap. I like to make music, but... I don't want to be, I don't want my title to be rapper where yeah. I got to do shows. I'm on a time scale where, you know, I got to have this album done. I got to do this type of song. Like, yeah. I want, do it, I want to do everything on my terms. If I want to release an album and not ever tour or do meet and greets and stuff like that, I, that's, that's how I want to do. I can see I'm doing that because, um, like I said, people have been asking for the album for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he like I don't know what he been doing. <laughs> you know what I mean, he yeah. just he just be out and about. <laughs> but I'm saying, I guess as far as like him being on Rock Nation and his him and Jay Z's relationship, that's why it's acceptable for him to 
take this long of, you know, this amount of time to be on the label to produce music? Yeah, I don't I don't think Jay-Z would have given anybody this much of a leash. Yeah. But since they're friends and they're cool, and I think he respects Jay Electronica's pen and his, you know, his lyricism a whole lot, he yeah. gave him that. But I don't think anybody else on Rock Nation would get this long of a time frame to make one album. So Yeah. Yeah, they would have got they probably would have got sued. <laughs> yeah. At that point, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it pays to be Jay's friend. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what do you grade the album overall? I give it a strong B plus, man. Honestly. Um, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it. it was basically like a bonus J album mm-hmm. with J Electronica. It could have been better. It should have been longer. Should have had a couple more tracks, full tracks on it. But yeah. overall, like this will probably go down as one of my top ten favorite albums of the year. Okay. So far. So okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a strong effort and I liked it. Which would, would you have um enjoyed this album if Jay-Z wasn't on it? If it was just Jay Electronica? I think I would have, but let's say if you took Jay-Z's verses off and then put more Jay Electronica verses, yeah, I would have liked it. If you just remove Jay-Z's verses and have every song be like a minute and a half, I wouldn't have liked it because yeah. that's way too short. Yeah. So I think if, if there was more Jay Electronica on it, I would have still liked it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I give it a, I, I give it, I give it a B plus too. I, I, I think it was solid, but my personal opinion, I, I think Jay-Z kind of saved it for me because yeah. I, I, like, I feel like Jay Electronica really didn't pop out like I thought he would. Like, I'm glad he gave us the album, but I was kind of looking for a Just Blaze type of sound, uh, that Exhibit C flow. But um, it to me, it kind of wasn't that. Like, he was like, he was robbing. <laughs> In this, mm. on this album, on his own album, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think Jay Z kind of saved it for me, man. Yeah. So, do y'all think that the criticisms like Joe Budden has had about this album are kind of true about him not even being the best on his own album, being carried by Jay? Uh, I could I could agree with it just for the simple fact that. Like I think to Joe's point, it was it's considered his debut album. Had it just been you know any type of project or just a you know a a, a random loose project that we just so happen to get, then I think it would have been looked at a lot differently. But because this is supposed to be his first album, the fact that Jay Z is on every single song on your first album, I can understand Joe's point. Yeah, I think um, I think the criticism pretty much go as far as him taking this long wait of an album. Mm-hmm. Like, he took this long to do this. And a lot of people never really criticized him for it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people was pretty much saying how he was one of the best rappers. Yeah. Only probably had like a handful of songs and maybe like 10 verses you could find. Yeah. So to me, I felt like that long hiatus wasn't really fair because if it was anybody else, they would get crushed and saying, uh, "What what the fuck happened to them?" Or, you know, they would. It would have been a lot of pressure on any other artist if they took that long to make some 
it, it was kind of that pressure on Andre 3000 a little bit, but yeah, he got you know, at least he got outcast. You know what I mean, he, yeah. he got bodies of work we can look at and go to. So, so do you, with that, with that point made, do you think it's fair to say that um, that's kind of why Jay Z was on the album because it was uh, like saving, it kind of sa- saved him as far as him putting out this body, taking so long to put out this body of work? Uh, yeah, uh, do I think it's fair? Um, you have to say that that's why Jay Z is on it. Like it's a, kind of like a cop out in a sense. I think so. I think so. I think. I mean, I don't disagree with Ryan saying that. Um, you know, it could be a thing where Jay Z pulled him by the ear and said, uh-huh. "Making this song, even if I had to get on it." But yeah, I think that saved a lot of criticism. Now, I mean, the only thing we criticizing is you know Jay Z was on the album. Yeah, nobody saying it was a shitty album. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah. People still gonna listen to it, especially Jay Z fans. That's true. Like if nobody knew it was coming out, and we find out uh, Jay Z is on this album, we going to listen to it because yeah. of Jay Z. So yeah. I think, yeah. So if it was just his personal album, I think a lot of hip hop people would listen to it. Mm-hmm. But they not about to run and check for Jay Electronica at this point because it's been way too long. And it's yeah. you know, like I said, he only um like hardcore hip hop fans hip to Jay Electronica. Yeah. So I think that was kind of like a uh I think having Jay Z on there was a crutch to, you know, yeah. you know, I honestly I would shoot, I'd rather have Jay Z on my debut album if it, if that prevent me from getting criticized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that that helps the that helped the criticism a lot yeah because at this point i don't give a shit like you could you could say oh i got the best rapper on my albums cool don't nobody else do you know what i mean yeah like, I'm, I'm the one like there's only two people that can say they got an album with jay-z you know what i mean and one of them is his wife <laughs> oh, I, well, and shit, kanye I, too oh and kanye and kanye and yeah. i was gonna say r kelly uh, that's true too. Yeah, and lincoln park never mind yeah, it's on. It's like it's only a few people that got the album with Jay Z. You know what I mean? And yeah. I and my debut album is nothing but Jay Z. So I kind of get it from his point, but like I said, like who gonna uh, who gonna call that album trash? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and, and plus it's it's probably gonna do numbers. I want, how, do you, do y'all know how much um it's so. Uh, like thirty. It, it it didn't do too great. I remember looking at the numbers. Um, Uzi killed everybody. Oh these yeah, past for few sure. Weeks. But it didn't do too great, honestly. From what I saw, it was pretty low. Um, and, and that that's actually a valid point because I think that was another uh, contributing factor to why Jay Z is on this album so much because he. I remember he mentioned. When he was first talking about Jay Electronica and the album that he apparently had done with Just Blaze like 10 years ago, yeah. Jay-Z said something about um, not being too confident in that Jay Electronica album because there were no singles on it. Uh. Which, you know, if you know Jay Electronica, you know he's not going to put nothing out for the radio. But knowing yeah. Jay-Z as a businessman, he's concerned about sales in the bottom line. So I think he knew if he put out a solo Jay Electronica album with no singles, no hype behind it, it would have flopped. Yeah. So he probably felt like he had to put his name on it as well, just so it could do something. 
on the charts. That's interesting. That's an interesting theory too. Yeah, I would love to hear that album. <laughs> yeah, uh, shoot, I hope Just Blaze says that he still has that album on his phone. Yeah, so, I, I, I wish people like it's a bunch of albums out like that too that people just had that haven't been released. And we'll never. I hear wish people probably. could just upload that shit to SoundCloud, man, and yes. just say fuck it. Because remember, that's what uh, what's it called? The Rod Digger. Remember, Rod Digger had a whole album produced by Just Blaze. Oh really? Remember that? Yeah, it was early Just Blaze too, and oh, she had, she had a shit ton of features on there, and uh, mm-hmm. I think she uploaded it to like I want to say Bandcamp or something silly, but it was a pretty good album, man. This oh, was like, this was like oh one oh two Just Blaze too. Oh dang! Yeah, so um, a lot of beats sound like Flipside. <laughs> It was that Just Blaze. It wasn't okay. even uh, Exhibit C Just Blaze, but like I wish, I wish they, uh, I wish people just start uploading shit like that and just say fuck it. <laughs> Me too, yeah. man. It's like not doing anything sitting there. <laughs> you got to think like a lot of legendary producers, like Ninth Wonder, Alchemist, Just Blaze. They probably have a treasure chest full of just oh, gems yeah. that we've never heard. Never heard samples before. didn't get cleared or it didn't make somebody's album, or the album never came out. Yeah. So it's, it's it's annoying to think, like, there's so much we haven't heard that we might not ever hear. Yeah. yeah. Just remember that beat battle with um, Just Blaze and uh, Swiss? And yeah. Swiss. Uh, Timbaland, Timbaland and Swiss Beats? Oh, uh, no, that was recent. Oh, uh, okay. This, this beat battle was, like, two or three years ago. Oh, but, okay. Um, but uh, Swiss Beats played the Jay-Z, Nas, and DM, Jay-Z, Nas, DMX, and, and Jadakiss song. And when I tell you this song was so fucking fire, <laughs> like, it pretty much crashed the internet. And the yeah. song is still not out. I don't know why they ain't released the song. Yeah, after but that. It's just, it's just fucking sitting there. It's just like, damn, where is that song at? Yeah. It's annoying, man. Yeah. I, it been, honestly, it might have been a Nas song. Because he started the song off and he kind of had the hook in there, but but when I tell you this song was so fucking fire and I thought it was coming out real soon, mm-hmm. that song is just sitting in the vault. I'm just like, man, it's crazy. Phone. Yeah, it's annoying, man. But yeah, hope hopefully one day, may, maybe if things get really bad, producers will get bored enough to just start letting the vault go. Yeah. Open up the vault and let us hear all these songs, man, because nobody else that. is doing nothing. Yeah. So hopefully there can be good that comes from this, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so other things that came out, um, I- I'll be honest, the only other thing I really listened to was the part two of Lil Uzi Vert's yeah. uh, uh, album, Eternal of Take. He dropped the deluxe edition and he's doing this thing that streaming artists do, basically cheat code, cheating the system by dropping a whole nother album. J. Cole did it too with Dreamville. Yeah. Uh, basically dropping a whole nother album full of songs. And I did think it was interesting because uh, on the original version of Eternal of Take by uh, Lil Uzi Vert, there were no features on it. In this new album, this deluxe version had mm-hmm. nothing but features on it. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like part of the album, I still feel like he should have waited a little bit longer between these releases. But I think part of it was just 
Uh, he wanted one, he wanted different sounds for them, and he kept all the features on the second part of it. Yeah, but it, it still sounds good to me. I enjoyed it. Um, it's a lot of music, music to take in at one time, but it all sounds good to me personally. Mm-hmm. So I, I was cool with it, man. The song with the uh, future is really dope. I forget what it's called already, mm-hmm. but uh, that shit was good. Um, Strawberry Peels was good too with Young Thug and Gunna. Uh, yeah. Good album, man. Good album. That's all I really got to say about it. I liked it a lot. What did y'all think? Um, I didn't listen to the deluxe version yet. I know that we talked about the regular, I mean, the you know, the first version that came out initially, but I gave it, I had time to live with it a little bit more and I really enjoyed it. So now that you say that um, the deluxe has remixes or not necessarily remixes, but you know, all of the features, I need to go check it out. Because I, I definitely enjoyed the the internal intake, just the first one. Yeah, I uh, I listened to the deluxe as well, and um, I thought it was fire, man. I never really paid attention to Lil Uzi this much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe his first couple projects is fire, but all I know is this project, this deluxe or whatever this is, Man, I, he got it, man. It's, it's, it's hard, man. I don't think I ever liked the artist like this as much as I do Lil Uzi right now. Like, everything on there was fire. I'm like, damn. Like, where the fuck he, he been, man? Like, <laughs> I feel like nobody really talking about him, but apparently I'm I'm the one late to the party. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fire. I still listen to the first album he dropped, though. That, that yeah, first one. That, oh, yeah, me too. Love, hard, a, love equal... What is it? Love or Rage or Love Equals Rage? Something like that. Oh, uh, you're talking about? Are uh, you talking about the album? Like the first album he came out with? The no, no, not not the first. Or, or the first? Okay, the, the first, first oh, album. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So the one we broke down a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, but, um. Yeah, I still listen to that, man. So, um. Yeah, it's hard. I like it, man. I like it. All right. All right. Um. Other music came out to uh, the weekend. I haven't heard. I'll admit I'm not a huge weekend fan, but I want to hear it just to give it a fair shot. I'm hearing mm-hmm. different things from the fan base. You know, once somebody make it big, everybody thinks they fell off with their current music. Yeah. But I am hearing some negative things from the older weekend fans, but some people are saying it's fire. Yeah. So I I'll check that out. Yeah. I heard it was pretty I heard it what I keep hearing is um his album is different. And uh, I heard it got like an '80s type of feel to it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm a I'm an '80s guy. I love '80s music, so I would love to. Uh, I'm gonna check it out and give it a shot. But I, I heard a lot of people saying, "Nah, it's not all that." But I keep hearing other people saying, "Oh, it's different. Like you got to listen to it." They wouldn't even explain it to me. They just say, "Oh yeah, you just got vibe. Listen. You just got to listen to it." Yeah, uh, they, they ain't say it's a vibe, but. They, they just say, hey, I can't explain it. You just got to listen to it. Yeah. I listened to it. I like the 80s vibe that he gave. It was really like a combination of like a, like a star boy, like the pop weekend and like a house of balloons type of weekend. So it was interesting. Like I, I enjoyed what I heard. I haven't finished it like with the ear that I wanted to dedicate to it, but um, I thought it was pretty good. It did sound like the... It did sound like one long song, though, from the point in the album that I did get to. Like, everything kind of just kind of ran together. So that's the only thing. But um, I did I did like the sound of it. The production was great. So. 
Okay. I'm going to check that out, man. I got a whole lot of stuff on the queue. You know, you got nothing but time right now. Yeah. So, Have y'all been watching this... shows or movies or anything? Uh, oh. All American. The baseball, I mean, the uh, football show about based in Crenshaw and Beverly Hills. <laughs> uh, normally comes on the CW, but um, they released the second season of of it on Netflix. So I just finished binge watching that yesterday, and it was amazing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right. Um, what did I watch? Have I watched anything new? I, I've watched BoJack Horseman. Um, I remember that uh, uh, Jules talked about this show. And that was a years ago, like an animated. Yeah, it's like a like a family guy type of thing, like an animated cartoon for adults. Okay. Uh, I watched it because um, I heard good things about it. It ended this year, and I thought that was a good show, man. It deals with a lot of serious, like, you know, depression things and addiction. You know, it, it actually gets pretty deep for a cartoon, man, honestly. So I enjoyed that show. Um, have I watched anything else new? Uh, not I, I've been playing video games again, man. So that's basically been it. We're getting I, back into it. I, I'm really getting back into my fucking what game? college days, man. I've been playing. Well, here's the thing, man. I, I have a bad habit where I buy a bunch of video games on sale and I never play them. But I just feel like, oh, it's only 20 bucks, man. I wanted to play this for so long. I'll play it for like an hour and I'll never play it again. Yeah. So I went back and I played uh, Spider-Man on PS4. That was a good game. Um, I'm playing Resident Evil 2 right now. They remade that for PS4. And I've been playing that. That's a dope-ass game. I got Uh, got the remastered first one. Yeah, that's a good game too, man. Good it does, dog. It's scary as fuck, man. I be playing it at night with the lights off. I still <laughs> be to play it, man. I, I still can't play it at night, man. That game's a fucking trip, man. I remember when it came out back in the day, me and my sister would play it, and we would just be scared with the zombies popping out and the monsters popping out the windows and shit. Yeah. Remember how it's the a door, trip, man. How the doors what game is this? Resident Evil. Uh, Remember how the doors used to open and you'd be sitting there like this? <laughs> <laughs> the door would open all slow with that creak and it's like, you don't know what the fuck's going on the other side. Yeah, the creepy looking doors. Oh man, it was a trip, dog. That game is still scary though, man, because yeah. they fucking... I, I don't know why. I don't I don't get scared by movies, but I get scared from games, dog. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because that game in particular... It's like when you see that zombie walking, it's like, uh, and then you just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You just like, <laughs> so you hitting anything, you using you, you all trying your to aim your gun, but it's hard because the controls all weird. So it's like, yes, fuck, man, you, you use all your bullets. If you ain't got no bullets, you, it's pretty <laughs> you can't fight. Yes. <laughs> so that's yes. the part that suck about the game. Like they give you like eight bullets. Yeah, you got to conserve <laughs> that shit, man. You're supposed to run from everybody. You ain't supposed to fight anybody, really. Yes. So it, it, it's it, fucking it, it, stressful. It's no purpose of killing these pointless zombies. Yeah, they always get back up and they get on your ass, so you yeah. just got to run. Exactly. Yeah, you think it's dead and start pulling your fucking <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, man. That shit, I recommend it for anybody who's into that type of shit, man. It's The graphics are really dope and it's super scary and shit, so Damn. Yeah, check that out. 
Um, that's all I've really watched, man. You, Figgy, what have you been on? Um, I, I watched the whole season of Love is Blind, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, first of all, those are not my type of shows. So, mm-hmm. But everybody just kept talking about it, so I gave it a shot. And so me and my wife got into it. She got into it more than me, actually. So um, we watched it. It was a different concept. I thought it was just going to be like a regular dating game. But it was weird. It was kind of – I think you mentioned it before, Ryan. I think you said it was kind of like a um, – I think I think you mentioned the 30-day fiancé or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I heard it was pretty much similar to that. So you – it's pretty much like men and women separated – and they and they go in these rooms and they talk behind, between a wall where they don't know what he look uh, each other look like. Mm-hmm. They propose behind the wall. Yeah. So, uh, and then once they do that, then the next day I guess they go see each other for the first time and then they go on a retreat and all that stuff. So um, it was it was pretty interesting. It kept me it kept me um, into it the whole time. So, um, but. To me, to give it a grade, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give it that much of a good grade. It's just mindless entertainment. I feel you, man. Yeah, you you know some of them shows. Once you once you watch it, man, you you gotta watch the whole thing to see yeah. how see who get married. See the the fucked up part about it though. Towards the end, you know, they had they actually had the weddings, and so they they make it kind of like a game show. They go down the aisle and they say. So and so, do you take this person and be your wife? And then they do the long pause and all this stuff. So some yeah. of them be like, "Yes, I do." And then it's like a sigh of relief. And uh, it was a, it was a quite a few that was like, "No, I do not," and and kind of left them hanging at the altar. Oh damn! Yeah, so it was it was very intense during that time. So uh, I will say I, I did enjoy it. There's a one couple on there. I'm not familiar with their name, but it was a biracial couple. They're still together now. Yeah. Apparently, like I, I've been seeing them Lauren going around social media and stuff. Yeah, Lauren and Cameron. I actually, Lauren yeah. is. I kind of got a little crush on Lauren. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She. Um. Yeah. I. I, I like her a lot, but mm-hmm. she. Um. Yeah. I guess she never dated a, a white guy before. Yeah. But, they was kind of the couple that uh, the most consistent couple. You, we kind of knew that couple would last the whole time. Yeah. You had some people you could tell that did not really know each other like that or really mm-hmm. wasn't feeling each other like that, but they were still in it. Yeah. But that couple seemed like it was really legit. And you could actually see that couple lasting for a long time. Yeah, like they actually liked each other. Yeah, the other couples, it's kind of like a whole flavor of love thing, how they, you know, whoever win, they stick around for a couple months and then they move on. Yeah. That's how the other couples sing, but um, that couple seemed like they really loved each other and it was really organic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you're not doing nothing, man, I I would say just check it out just to see the concept. I think it's – it, it get kind of funny a little bit just seeing how people just fall in love after three days of talking. Ryan, would you ever do something like that? Fall in love after three days? Would you um, ever go on a dating show like that? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, look, that, that sounds like the Love Connection, a show that used to come on back in the day where yeah. a lady would ask a bunch of guys uh, or a man would do it sometimes too. 
and, and you know, they they be surprised when a person was ugly as hell or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, 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 I wouldn't do that. I, I yeah. the, the one thing the one thing I do um, respect about that show is um, they actually, you know, the people they like, they actually like them for who they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not because uh, nobody on there was really ugly, but yeah. it, it wasn't a thing where, you know, I guess we all we often don't give people a chance because of how they look, because they short, or because, oh, this person too dark, or this person too light. It was, they generally, uh, they organically, I guess. Like got kids. Person. Huh? Yeah. Something like men that have kids. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Yeah, but they um they really liked each other because of the conversation. So they literally talked for like three straight days, just talked about everything and developed feelings. And here's the thing, man. The conversation is always great when you're dating. Yeah. Conversation ain't all that good when you're married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, it's very, very increasingly less so. Believe me, man, it's even worse when you quarantine <laughs> with your quarantine. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually a good point, man. What do y'all think is gonna happen from? Because I had a theory that there might be a baby boom after all this is over, because ain't mm-hmm. no people are stuck up in the house with nothing to do. But some people <laughs> are saying that we we might see a rise in divorces and breakups because what of the quarantine. Say that. I actually talked to a family attorney friend who said that surprisingly her um her boss has gotten like three plus new clients since this quarantine has gone down. And it's only been three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> actually less than that for the full lockdown. Yeah. So wow. that says anything. It's yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it's it's pretty tough, man, because Usually, like, the way my life is, you know, me and her go to work in the morning. I, I might come home a little bit uh, before her. She come home, and it's like, yay, we happy to see each other. And it's like, and then sometimes I might have long days where I'm doing a podcast, where I'm gone the whole day. And mm-hmm. then the next day, it's like, wow, I can't, I'm glad to see you. And then we talk about our days. It's hard yeah. to do that when you're locked together for, uh, what, three weeks? So, in the house together. <laughs> yeah. And then after a while, it's like nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's like, why are you so quiet? What's wrong with you? You fight yeah. fights about stupid shit. Yeah, why you not talking? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's it's really tough. But I think um if you if you're if you're with the right person, man, and you know, you could tolerate the um your significant other on the worst days. I think you'll be just fine, but you just got to find that time where, you know, you say, let me go in this room for a little bit. Let me sleep. Let me go take a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need that little separation to be, you know, to come back to reality. Like, Hey, sweetie. But it's, I ain't gonna lie. It's tough. It's, it's really tough. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's tougher if you have kids right now too. Especially if they're oh, small. Yeah. I really, feel, yeah, I really feel for them because it's like, you know, you kind of plan your day with your kids going to school mm-hmm. and being there, and now you gotta be, you gotta pretty much watch them the whole time, keep them active, keep them busy, teach like, them. Yeah, just for the, for the ones that are in, you know, actual school. 
Yeah. So just imagine having your kids a 24-7 for three straight weeks and not knowing where it's going to go from there. And, and and they probably will cancel school for the rest of the year, yeah. for the rest of the school year. They already have in certain schools in Dallas indefinitely for the rest of the year. Yeah. So just yeah. that going throughout the summer, like that's that's tough, man. And then kids eat a lot too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's a little more. So man, yeah. And that's the funny thing too. I think pe- people are getting more and more exposed to the fact that, and I've always kind of said this: school from kindergarten to high school is basically like a daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really learn like you learn things, but you don't learn enough that you got to be there for eight hours a day, you know, or however long that the school day is five or six or however long your school day is, because I'm hearing a lot about kids who are finishing their work by noon every day. While they're at home. Like, yeah, they're doing the school, the online stuff and they're finishing all their work like in half a day. Sometimes in the morning, they're all done with all their work. So you got to think like, what are you really doing in school? from seven o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, it is busy work and it's just somewhere to put kids so adults can have their own life. Yeah. I think, and, and the part, and that's what suck about teachers, man, because teachers are really raising these kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, parents do their jobs too, but can I would probably say through elementary, especially with like kindergarten and stuff like that. These teachers are literally teaching these kids hygiene. Yeah. These kids, you know, raise your hand whenever you need something, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Parents don't teach that. So they're literally raising their kids. <laughs> so I think, uh, like, for teachers to get paid $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year, it, to me, it, it it's, it's insane, man. It's, it's oh, insane. yeah. So, I, yeah, I think teachers need to get a little more respect <laughs> than what they really get. Always. And, for, and it really irritates me when, you know, parents go go up to school trying to cuss a teacher out and all this other stuff. It's mm-hmm. like your, your kid, your kid is probably ca- causing a problem. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's a little irritating, man. I know y'all seen that joke going around about how uh... – all these parents are finding out their kids, their teachers weren't lying about their kids. Yeah. <laughs> Thought they was just little angels until you got to be home with them every day. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I seen a bunch of that. Huh? The teacher was serious. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just them. Yeah, I see <laughs> a lot of parents like, damn, I got to keep my kids for how long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crazy, man. In real, but yeah, Love Is Blind is pretty good. I enjoyed it. Another mm-hmm. show I've been watching is uh, a show called Dirty John, and mm-hmm. apparently, I guess that show was a podcast, and they turned mm-hmm. it into a Netflix show. Oh, yeah, it's it's to me, it's pretty good. It's pretty much about a um, a middle aged white lady who um, ended up getting married to some guy named John, who's a uh, who was a doctor. But mm-hmm. once she, uh, she later on, she found out he was pretty much like a con artist, a crazy stalker type of guy. Oh shit! Yeah, so it, it's pretty good. I, I enjoyed that. I like little shows like that for real, for real. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been watching. I, yeah, everybody's talking watching? about this Tiger King. Yeah, show. I keep seeing it. Doesn't look about anything. That? Doesn't I look heard. anything like a, what I would like to watch. Yeah, everybody's talking about that right now. I heard about it. It's pretty much a doc, right? Is I think like, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard about it. I ain't checking it out. I kind of. I kind of stay away from stuff everybody talk about. I do too. I'm the same way. Yeah, I hate that. I don't like I the hype. It. Yeah, a lot, especially it'd be some, it'd be certain people that be talking about it. It's like, nah, this mm-hmm. person was just talking about how awesome power was. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, I don't say what they like with a grain of salt. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I'll probably check it out if I ain't got nothing to do. But, um, yeah, everybody keep talking about it, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, other thing too, I was reading. I started reading Lisa Ann book. Okay. This, this book was pretty interesting, man. I kind of can't wait to get her on the podcast now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah, because um, yeah, her book is called. I want to say the life. Her book is called the life. Mm-hmm. But, um, some interesting stuff about her, man. I I didn't think like when you think of a um, a porn star. You pretty much think of somebody who just loved to have sex, that just out there getting in, doing whatever, and decided to change. But the, mm-hmm. according to her book, the way she went about it, it was more like a business plan, man. Yeah. She pretty much took advantage of what she can do to, you know, make money because she started off as a dancer. Mm-hmm. So she she was doing swimsuit contests. This is back in the like the eighties. But she was doing swimsuit contests, and she eventually started dancing for money. But uh, according to the book, she never really mentioned how, you know, she she mentioned how she never really slept with any other customers and stuff like that. She kind of kept it private. And mm-hmm. then eventually um, she started watching what she eat. She started being on a strict health plan, and she started taking care of her skin and you know, she pretty much invested like a th- like thousands of dollars a month into herself. Yeah, and her looks because she uh, she mentioned in the book how she looked at it as a um, a business investment. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, damn, like I never really thought of it that way. So um, yeah, I ain't finished the book, but yeah, she um, yeah she kind of um, I ain't gonna say she went through a lot, but. Yeah, the way she went about stuff, I'm kind of like, damn. It was she kind of had a hustler mindset. So now I know it's her book, and I know she could um, tweak some things up or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just her mindset, I I, I kind of respect it a little bit. And, um, yeah, can't can't wait to get her on the podcast so she, she can you know we can all talk about it. So yeah. I so I'm I'm pretty much on the. Um, I pretty much got to the um, got through the dancing part. I ain't get to the porn part yet. Okay, <laughs> you get the best part yet, man. Come I on. know, but but apparently, uh, apparently she was at a um, she was dancing at the um, some type of uh, I guess it was an upscale club. It was a, a cl- upscale club where a lot of um, like a lot of uh, I guess adult film stars came through for appearances and stuff like that. So she made a lot of connections, you know, through them. And eventually, she met up with somebody who, um, I guess she looked. I guess she looked into doing porn, and um, pretty much making more money. And so, um, eventually, when that time came, she um, she decided to move out to L.A. 
So um, that's as far as I got. That's when it gets juicy, man. Yeah, it was pretty. Like our first interracial scene next. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty interesting, though, man. I actually because I picked up the book, I'm like, I'm gonna read the chapter, but I end up getting through. I end up reading like maybe 150 pages. Yeah, one sentence. So it it was pretty good. I couldn't even. I had to put the book down, man. I'm like, damn, I'll be up all night reading this shit. But uh, I was pretty impressed. Yeah, she's an interesting person, man. Honestly, like, she's not a, like a lot of people you would think who are in porn would act. You know, she's very, she, from what I've seen in her interviews, like, she's very, you know, you like you said, you could tell she has a business point of view about how she took on everything in the industry. It mm-hmm. wasn't just, you know, goofy shit. So, yeah. hopefully we get her on one day, man. We're, we're still working on it, but hopefully we can get her on a podcast one day. Yeah, even the stuff she was talking about as far as like, um, she mentioned how she never did during her performances and uh, all the other girls used to drink and be drunk and high whenever they mm-hmm. and they never remember the customers. And she used to always remember the customers, try to, you know, make like a relationship with the customers so they keep coming back. And that's how she got her money and stuff. Like she had, she literally had a plan. So I'm just like, damn, because usually when you think about strippers and stuff like that, they really don't have a plan. They just doing it, just getting the money. They say, I'm going to work my way through uh, college <laughs> and be a nurse or something. Yeah. It's only temporary. And yeah, you, yeah, I know it's different now because, but, um, because you got a lot of uh, strippers that, you know, they do their own brand on, on uh, Instagram and stuff like that. But she was doing that shit before social media yeah for the simple fact that you know she was trying to figure a way out to you know get to these customers and and um it was one point in time where uh i guess i don't i guess clubs start eventually um i guess they used to pay by the hour and tips i guess clubs got to the point where it was some type of um just like a flat fee i forgot how it was i can't explain it but it was a thing where they, I guess they really wasn't getting money by the hour. They was kind of getting gypped. So she quit going to the club. She started going somewhere else because she was like, nah, this money, this not right type of thing. So it really made sense because other women was just happy to have that opportunity. It's kind of like right now, like if you get a girl from Instagram, if you decide, I mean, if you decide to put her on video for something and just give her $200, she gonna take that no matter what, but don't realize that she can, you know, get the two hundred dollars and make maybe fifty dollars um, an hour or something like that. You know what I mean, they they kind of like, I don't care, just give me that money now. But Lisa was kind of looking at it like, nah, like this is a gym. this this more work, and you know, and she mentioned how she never did the lap dances because, you know, all that money for ten dollars. You know what I mean? And they get the touch, grab, and all that stuff. Just I mean, like, I've yeah. never been anywhere where it's only ten bucks for a lap dance. I usually play twenty minimum. That, but that but, was this back in the eighties, though. Yeah, that's true. Back in I the mean, 80s. actually, now I'm, I, I think less of her now. Honestly, you don't give lap dances for ten bucks for four minutes of grinding. No, I think it was more than that. I think she looked at it as you know, I can make more by you know. I can make more just being on stage dancing. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. So why would you, you know, do this, you know? Yeah. Why would I allow that? 
Yeah, just have that mindset because I feel like any other woman would just be like, fuck it, you know, I'm getting this money, I'm going to do whatever. But she kind of made it where people want her more. Where mm, people that's true. want to see her. Like and and she, she kind of a definition of a tease because if you talk to her in real life and then person, she's super nice and touchy. She smile and at you, she rub your shoulder. Like you'll think she have a chance, you, you got a chance. I think that's part of her. She's mastered it. Yeah, I think that's part of her um thing. Where now, like, I didn't even know who she was, to be honest, at first. But now I'm like, damn, she's really cool. She, you know, she got that, you know, she kind of got a fan now. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> you know, I like her. She, you know, I think she like me. I think she cool. So, yeah, it's, it's a pre- pretty interesting book. I'm going to finish the rest of it and give a full. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally. I don't like bougie strippers, but I do like Lisa Ann. So <laughs> hopefully, we can get her on the podcast hey, one day. She, hey, she, she did porn. Down. So she she did porn, man. That's true. That's true. And she went. She wasn't like some tastefully dumb porn either. She did the dirty shit. So yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Lisa Ann. Hopefully, we can get her on the podcast one day. She could break down her whole career and life and all that stuff because she is interesting. Yeah. Um, anything else, y'all? Anything else y'all want to wrap up with? Any shout outs? Any, uh, I don't know, personal things? Uh, not that I can think of. Yeah, any playlists you got cooking up, Jasmine? Yeah, I do. I actually have, um, two actually, three that I have, um, that I'm just waiting on cover art for that I'll be releasing pretty soon. So be looking out for those. They'll be on Apple Music and Spotify. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's it, everybody. I just hope everyone stays safe out here and washes their hands and do does all the other sanitary things that they should have been doing anyways, but times 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, agreed, and, you agreed. know, prayers out to people, you know, those really affected by those that are losing their jobs, losing income, things of that sort. So, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Wise words. Biggie, you got any shout outs, anything you want to plug? Yeah, yeah. Um, special shout out to Fat Tony again. His birthday yeah. was actually uh, yesterday or two days ago. Oh, yeah. He had an oh. Instagram concert. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shout, uh, shout out to Fat Tony for coming on the podcast, our last podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, a couple things um, I've been doing. I started my podcast. Okay. okay. I started my podcast, the Figgy Fig Podcast. So, um, yeah, pretty much this podcast, it, it ain't no certain subject on it. I'm just talking talking to random people about random stuff. Um, my first podcast, I hit up my dude, um, my, my dude, one of the uh, – two of the biggest Browns fans in the city and, um, in Cleveland, Ohio. So, um, shout out to my dude Terrell Blau and uh, my dude Rob. So, uh, I hit them up. We talked about the, Brown, the state of the Browns and stuff like that. So um, it was a pretty good podcast. Check it out. It's on um, it's on Spotify now. Now I think it'll be on iTunes pretty soon. You know, iTunes be tripping a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The Ficky Fed podcast. Uh, what else? I was about to say something else. Something I'm missing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And yeah, um, to repeat what Jasmine said, stay safe. Um, yeah, stay inside, man. That's the main thing. A lot of people yes. trying to trying to 
throw parties and get togethers and stuff like that. Like, no, nah, just stay in the house, man. Like, it's, it's chill. Out there. Like, like, wasn't nobody throwing no parties before all this. So why is you throwing a party now? Like, clearly, I feel like people just trying to get out because every, uh, people said stay in. So they just being rebellious and, and wanting to get out. But yeah, just stay in the house, Netflix and chill, listen to music, you know, rest, you know, do what you do, man. But yeah, just stay inside. Oh, I do have. Oh, this was. Huh? I'm sorry. I do have something else. Okay. Do you have any ideas on how I can celebrate my birthday inside? Please let us know. DM us. Let us know. When is your birthday? It's April the 14th, and the way that things are looking, we're still going to be in the house. So just in case we are, hit me up. Let me know things that I can do. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one this year. Oh, this is what I was about to say. Um, I did. I created a playlist on title. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a. Uh, I did a quarantine playlist, and pretty much um, my goal was to try to put twenty four hours worth of music on there. Right now, I'm currently at six hours. Damn. <laughs> and, and this is. And keep in mind, this is six hours with no rap music. Oh so, wow! Just straight up um, R and B funk disco type stuff uh i got a little bit of 90s music um yeah so um it's a pretty good playlist six hours worth but, um uh, you can find that on title i only did it on title but um yeah yeah i'm gonna try to fill it up i'm gonna try to get to 24 i don't know if i could get there but i'm gonna try nah, to get man just there, there's certain songs you can put put the full version of print songs on there yeah, Purple Rain like nine minutes long, so there's that. Yeah, Rolling Stone, Earth, Wind, and Fire. They got some long ass songs. Yeah, you, you can make it happen. Yeah, I got a, yeah, I got a couple long disco songs with long ass <laughs> six minute breaks. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you can find it on um, Title. All right, all right, all right, and, and you let let Jasmine know what she can do. Make, make sure to wish her a happy birthday on the fourteenth. <laughs> Uh, special shout out real quick. I did see this on social media. Special shout out to our boy ESG. Um, looked like his father had passed away recently. Uh-huh. Um, so give him your condolences. Give him a shout out. You know, very, very, uh, you know, sad time. And with everything going on as well, you know, he toured a lot and he made a lot of his income off of touring. So yeah, difficult for everybody in Houston um, on that kind of market. So make sure to give him your condolences. Let him know, you know, He's in your thoughts. Um, other than that, that's really all I got, man, honestly. All right, well, fuck it. I'm going to end this right now. For my man, Figgy, for my uh, the lovely Jasmine, I'm Ryan Rocket, and this is the Gems and Juice Podcast, y'all. Peace, Figgy. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, man. <laughs> yeah, we ain't doing podcasts in four weeks. <laughs>